0: that's 30 brave things you've done in a month. Just think of how brave you will be by the end of the year. 365% more brave. Sign up at GetYourBraveOn.info. And make sure you follow the podcast. So glad you're here. Life Audio. Taking the power away from your fears with my special guest today, Tasha Layton. Hi, I'm Amanda Carroll, a recovering fearful woman, inspiring you to be brave too. Thanks for joining me on the Get Your Brave On podcast. Season 2, episode 12, Taking the Power Away from Your Fears. I'm so glad you're here. Tasha is one of the most powerful voices in Christian music right now, and she's about to tell her story on how she bounced back after trying to commit suicide and has now learned how to take the power away from fear. And she's going to teach you how to do it, too. It all begins after this quick message from our sponsor. Comcast Business gives you more for your small business with our new gig speed Wi-Fi plus unlimited data. Ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires new gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. If you run a small business, you need the most from every investment. That's why Comcast Business gives you more. Like our new GigSpeed Wi-Fi plus unlimited data, all on the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Don't miss our special holiday offer and ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Call today. Ends 12/4/2022. Restrictions apply. Requires Gigabit Extra bundle with 2-year agreement. You're about to learn how to heal your past and how to take the power away from your current fear from powerful Christian recording artist. Tasha Layton. On the outside it looked like everything was going for her. Made it to Hollywood an American Idol. Sang as a backup singer and traveled the world with Katy Perry, but found herself so deep in a depression that she tried to commit suicide. She's about to share with you her secret to healing that you can use too. Now she's this very powerful Christian recording artist. You might recognize her from songs like this. Oh, you would never know now, the story that she's been through. Okay, real quick, if you have a friend who's going through a very difficult time and feels lost, they're trapped by fear, and you want the best for them, be a hero, copy the link to this podcast and send it to them. It could change their life. So I ran into Tasha at a conference for Christian radio people and Christian artists recently in Florida. She was so kind to meet up with me in my hotel room to record this very powerful powerful conversation we're sitting in a hotel room at a christian music in conference in, <laughs> in orlando but i i just i've been dying to talk to you about all of these things so i'm glad that you're we can fit this in with yeah. beauty of this mediums so i've had to figure out different ways to come back from setbacks mm-hmm. and so this is where i got this idea and also it's based on joshua 1 be 9 because strong and courageous and in the beginning it says have i not commanded you yeah. so it's not an option for us to be strong and courageous. It's actually a command. So how do we live more strong and courageous lives? So what is something that you have been through that you're like, okay, I'm scared of this, but I have to push through and I have to be brave. And I have to, as we say, get our brave on kind of like it's an outfit, even though you're not feeling it, you have to do it anyway.
1: I think I always felt like I couldn't be free. Like for most of my life, I was concerned about what other people thought. I was concerned about Being accepted, not being rejected. I have a lot of childhood rejection in my past from growing up without a lot of money. And, you know, I grew up in a trailer. My parents didn't drive the nicest cars to come and get us from school or something like that. I didn't have, you know, new shoes. We'd always have used shoes and all that. And I think there were a lot of things that really um, the enemy used to kind of get hooks in me from the beginning. And I saw the world through that lens later on, years later. And, you know, I grew up in church, but then I was really wounded in the church. And I think my childhood wounds coupled with hurt in the church really was a recipe for disaster uh, in college because I was already searching and I didn't feel like I had a safe place to go to ask the questions that I needed to ask. And I wasn't sure if Jesus was the way. And so that was really, really a tough season. And I, I try, I don't know how much, you know, my story, but I tried to commit suicide during that time. And it was at that lowest of low that I, you know, realized, wait, that wasn't just an emotional high that I experienced in church when I was younger. That was the real power and transformative power of Jesus that I experienced. And so I ended up going to seminary, worked as a worship pastor, For four years, uh, did American Idol, sang for Katy Perry, did all these cool things. But at the end of the day, when I laid my head on the pillow, I felt inadequate. I felt like I wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. I felt afraid. I was concerned about what people would think about every single decision I made. And so I felt stuck. And I even felt ashamed that I felt stuck because I thought, okay, I have grown up in the church my whole life. And I know the right things to think. And yet, why am I feeling this way? And so I took a sabbatical. And I went to a place in Colorado where we dug up all those lies from childhood. And one by one, we invited the Holy Spirit into that process, into that moment, and asked Jesus where he was. And it was like truth in those moments. I could feel it moving from my head to my heart. And at the end of that process, I felt so free. I felt a courage and a boldness I'd never experienced before. And that came from wholeness. That came from healing. It didn't come from me mustering up strength or getting myself talk right, you know, like, or like, you know, talking myself into it or self affirmations. It didn't come from any of that. It solely came from from the healing that God had done in my heart, because when I felt seen and loved and known by God that deeply and that intimately, I felt like I can do anything he's called me to do because he loves me. I don't think I truly understood how much God loved me until I was in that season of healing where he had to dig all that stuff up and get it get it healed up. And that's when I started stepping out in faith in a new way, in a fresh way, because I thought, I don't have anything holding me back. I'm not comparing myself to anybody. I'm not afraid of anything right now. I'm not making decisions out of fear. Scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, not the fear of man. And so I had such a fear of man my whole life. And it wasn't until I really gained a fear of the Lord that I started to
0: not, not worry so much. It's like, who cares what anybody else thinks? I'm just going to do what God's called me to do. So walk me through that. If you want to, you go to this place in Colorado and you said you take these wounds and you allow Jesus in and the Holy Spirit walk me through like one way, maybe myself or one of my brave babes listening, they could do that.
1: I am so glad you asked me that question. It's kind of personal. No, I am so glad. So I actually wrote a book about the process that God and my therapist Mm -hmm. took me through to get me free. It's called Boundless. And so what we started to do is I wrote down every single thing in my life that had ever hurt me. And honestly, it took me a week. Like I was (laughs) like, how am I going to do this? From childhood to adulthood, like every single thing that had ever hurt me, and then... At the end of that, I felt worse. Like, I was like, how in the world? Like, I'm actually drudging through the mud right now of every wound in my life. And so I wrote it all out, and we took each instance, and we did this process. So my counselor would say, Tasha, describe the setting. And I'll give you an example. So Mm -hmm. when I was five or six years old, I came home from kindergarten, and I was really excited to tell my dad, something that had happened that day that I was just happy about and I was so excited but he had had a hard day at work and so he didn't want to hear it right then <laughs> yeah. he was like you know children need to be quiet right now because he, he had just had a hard day and so he spoke to me at the dinner table really stern and so in that moment in just a few seconds of that exchange I felt shut down I thought oh, I'm not worth getting to know It hurt my feelings so badly that my dad didn't want to hear what I had to say. And so I go through my adult life not thinking much of that at all. But then when I find myself at 30 years old sitting on a therapist's couch, writing this out on a piece of paper, I realize, okay, this has affected me more than I realized. Because when I think about this, I want to cry. And so he said, talk to me about the room. And I, I could still smell... the the air, the warm air coming through the window because my mom had the the window open and the screen up and we were sitting at a really 80s brown uh, dinner table and my dad was sitting on the right and I remember sitting in that chair and I felt so sad. He's like, tell me what you're feeling. So the process was to describe the moment, describe what happened, describe where you are, where are you in the room? And then what are you feeling? Now, this is where I get a little bit, uh, you know, I'm a three on the Enneagram. I tend to stuff my feelings. I just want to roll through and barrel through and just get it done. Um, I I just compartmentalize. And so sometimes I didn't even know what I was feeling. So I actually had to get a list of emotions out and point to the ones that I was actually feeling. Because I, I didn't even know how to describe what I was feeling. And I said, I feel sad. I feel ashamed that I even tried to say something. I feel hurt by my dad's tone. I I feel very alone right now. I feel lonely. And so I I started describing my emotions. And he said, what's the vow that you made to yourself because you're feeling all those things? And I started to cry because I, I knew exactly what the vow was. I made a vow in that moment.
0: I'm not worth getting to know, so I'll never let anyone know the real me. Oh my. Okay. How she learned to get over that with the help of therapy. And she's going to teach you how to do the same after a quick message from our sponsor, Tasha Layton's plan for healing and how to take the power away from your fears. Next. I'm Tony Lorenzo, and this is my beautiful wife, Elisa. Hey there. We're hosts of the top rated marriage podcast, The One Extraordinary Marriage Show. This is the show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're gonna get some. Each episode, we share what you can do to create the extraordinary marriage you desire. With over 700 episodes, like Information Overload and Sex Pillows and Wedges, there's something for you. Come join us as we talk sex, love, and commitment. Subscribe to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show today, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more. So Tasha's sharing a story about when she was a little girl and she wanted to tell her dad some exciting news and he dismissed her. And at that moment, she made this vow to herself that she wasn't worth getting to know. Tasha, what kind of effect did that have on you?
1: So I became impenetrable, like not vulnerable with anyone. I became the person that wouldn't be rejected in school that wouldn't make mistakes. So nobody could, you know, say something bad about me. And I was just not, I was totally not vulnerable. And so he said, the next process was the next thing in the process was, where is Jesus in the room? And again, I just started bawling my eyes out because I just pictured, he said, because God stands outside of time, he was there when that thing happened to you, but he's still there. And so what does he want to say to you now? And so I began to cry because he was sitting right next to me at the table, looking at me so intently, and he wanted to hear what I had to say so much. And he was so eager to get to know me, even though He knows me because he created me. It was like this, such a special moment. And in that moment, I realized where Jesus was in the room and how he actually feels about me. And so then I start to combat the lie. It's not true that I'm not worth getting to know. It's actually the very opposite is true. I am so worth getting to know. He is in love with who I am because he made me, he's so excited to hear from me and that lie that had been in my heart it was like I felt truth move from my head to my heart in that moment and it just dispelled the lie and so I went through every single circumstance in my life every single event that was kind of a tame one just from childhood but you can do this with anything sexual abuse uh spiritual abuse in in a church you know my church wounds like um any kind of bullying like you know, you're divorced. Like, it's like anything that you go through in life, you can invite God into this process and say, because you stand outside of time and you created time, take me back there in my memory. Take me back there in my imagination, Holy Spirit, and do your work and, and show me where the lie is. Show me the vow that I made and tell me your truth.
0: So after you do that, then I would imagine there's this rush of emotions. I would, And then do you kind of have to pace yourself? You're like, okay, I'm not going to take care of this whole list on this one day. Yeah. You kind of pace yourself. Maybe do you want a time, journal, process, be ready for the next one?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when I was in Colorado, I did a lot of work in just a few days over the lies. But I think anybody can go through this process at their own pace, that feels safe and guided by God. And it's always good to have someone who you're processing with and debriefing with and talking about these things, because um, sometimes we just think the wrong thoughts, like, You know, you could think, oh, I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. I'm not this. And it takes a voice of reason. Sometimes it takes an external voice of reason to just remind us of who we are and what God says. And, you know, the Israelites, when they uh, when they sabbathed, when they were still and knew that he was God, they took that time to remember who God was. And when they remembered who God was, they always remembered who they were. God, you're the one who split the Red Sea. You're the one who provided manna for the desert, and and a cloud by day and a fire by night. When they remembered who God was, then all of a sudden their identity wasn't in question. They didn't think, "Oh, oh me, oh that I was back in Egypt." You know, they they changed their mindset when they were still and remembered that that, that He was God. And you know, psychologists say that we are the sum of our memories. Like we are the makeup. Our, our entire makeup is from our memories. And so when we get busy, what do we tend to do? We tend to forget. We leave our keys in the fridge. We uh, are looking for our sunglasses for two hours and they're on our heads, you know. And so that causes our memory to erode. And when we don't take time to be still and Sabbath and know that he is God, we forget who we are because we've forgotten who he is. And so I think in those moments um, after you do this work, it's good to be still and hear hear from the Father himself, straight from the horse's mouth. What does he think about this? How does he feel about you? And what's he saying to you now? Like, what is God doing? And what does he want you to hear from his heart right now? And that always brings strength
0: and that always brings boldness. And I'm wondering if you could use a really similar thing That if there's something you're facing that you're experiencing fear in right now, not a past, but a present situation, whereas, um, what kind of examples could I use? I'm trying to think. It's like my 16 year old daughter just got her driver's license, you know, I'm like, Oh, or for me personally, when my kids go back and forth to their dad's house versus mom's house, I think a lot of, um, co-parenting families, maybe I'm like, are they going to like him more? Are they going to want to stay over there? or just these these lies that you're experiencing in the moment, or a fear of maybe you want to accomplish something in life. You're like, I want to go back to school and get my degree in something. But you have a fear of what if they don't accept me? So in a way, you could almost use the same exact process to maybe process through that fear. So you don't, like the Israelites, wander in the desert for 40 years. You actually go back to college and do it because you think, where is Jesus in this moment of fear?
1: I do it all the time still. I still go through this process. And I think, you know, it's interesting. You just spoke to a couple of things where, you know, your daughter getting her driver's license. That's a healthy fear. God made emotions for a reason. And there's a healthy fear that we have that we need to, to have. We need to have a fear of heights to a certain extent, you know, a, a fear of certain things. But there's also an irrational fear that is based on insecurity, like your, like your kids going to their dads. Yeah. It's like, it's like i think writing those fears down can really help you retrace and find okay where is it coming from where is it starting cuz mm-hmm. psychologists say our systems are set between 5 and 6 so like the stuff we deal with now we have triggers that are current but the trauma of that started way farther back the enemy got a hook in our lives way farther back and so usually this reminds us of a scenario earlier in life so What are the things that we can look out for to say, okay, when I'm feeling insecure about this situation, that's because I have a lie I'm not worth getting to know. Like when I have a fear over this type of thing, it's because I have a lie. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not this or that. But I think writing down, what are you actually afraid of when they're going to their dads? Like, what are you actually afraid of? And where is that coming from? Getting to the roots of things. I think for years and years and years, I couldn't feel like I was getting to the root even through counseling because I wasn't going to a counselor who used, you know, the processes that I needed to really get to the bottom of things. And so getting to the bottom of it is so, so important and writing it out and admitting it because that takes the power of shame away when you admit it and you're like, this is how I'm feeling and this is I'm ashamed that I'm even feeling this. But when you admit it, it's bringing it to the light and it's taking the power away. Mm -hmm like the idea, take
0: the power away from fear. Maybe that's the title to this podcast. (laughs) Take the, you just said that, take the power away from fear. But also in that moment, because this whole get your brave on thing is all from one day me just really diving into Joshua and going, oh, wait a second. Have I not commanded you, declares the Lord to be strong and courageous. I've heard that. I know it's a command, even though I don't, I don't think I'm obeying that command all the time. And then, but the second part was, I'll go with you wherever you go. So in those moments of those things you're afraid of right now to say, well, where is God in this moment of fear? He is with you. He steps in to your fear and it is, you do not face it alone. And then I, I think he says, just keep going. He doesn't want us to stop. I haven't found anywhere where it says you should live extra cautious and be like super safe and don't go through things. I've never found that in anywhere in my Bible. I don't know. Have you seen it in your Bible?
1: Well, in fact, in the New Testament, it doesn't say any of that. It says quite the opposite. It says in this world, you will have trouble, but know that I have overcome the world. And it's interesting. Uh, A quote from Joyce Meyer came to mind when I was listening to you talk just now. She would just yell, do it scared. Do it scared. And how many things in my life, because courage is not the absence of fear, you know. And so how many things in my life have I just done scared? I just do it anyway, even if I'm scared. And I trust God, you're going to show up. Because if you called me to do this, like going back to school. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Think about the absolute worst thing that could happen. And it's probably
0: not as bad as we think. (laughs) I think too, sometimes when I'm facing a situation like, okay, this is freaking me out right now. I don't know how to handle this. Like, wait a second. All those things in my past, God got me through those. He's going to get me through this. When you face that moment of fear, allowing God into it, what is one thing that you can remember the most recent thing that you were afraid of and you did it anyway, that you just moved forward, and how did it work out?
1: That's going to be really vulnerable. This past weekend was the Kayla Fan Awards. Yep. And I was up for an award, and I was so scared to go to the to the event. And I was so ashamed that I felt scared because I think it hit on a nerve from childhood of In elementary school, when we were playing Red Rover on the playground, I knew that I had really strong arms, and I was never the kid who got picked. And so, like... Well first of all it's totally irrational that I'm even having this fear of going to the award show cuz I was nominated. So in itself I am being You're picked, you know what I mean? You're a but yeah. there is this sometimes award shows and stuff like that like they say the winner is it breeds comparison and mm-hmm. and insecurity and so I I found myself in this place gosh I'm a grown woman who is a mother who is a pastor a worship leader i I run a business like all these different things i am so strong on so many levels and yet i am afraid of going to an award show and i i realized i was like okay those are the moments where you realize i'm not done yet i'm not perfect and i'm not done god you want to heal that red rover memory Mm -hmm of elementary school and so through this whole weekend um this past weekend of the awards I I totally journaled and did digging and I bawled my eyes out because it wasn't about the show at all it was about a memory from childhood that God was using this trigger to bring it up and so um that's a recent thing that I'm even I I even told my husband I said I'm even ashamed to say that that I felt insecure or weird about it because I don't want th- people to think that I think that it's about this. You know what I mean? Because I know it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know that the what the world applauds isn't always what God applauds. The people who are serving, mm-hmm. at the back of the church, are gonna have bigger mansions than me. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's be real about what actually matters in the kingdom. And yet that touched on a trigger. And so I think, I think as I voice that, it takes the power of shame away, and it. It causes me to walk in a new freedom and boldness because I'm not weighed down by that. I know exactly what that is now. I can put it in its place. I can go through this process and say, this is why that was coming up in me. And when I go to the next thing that's going to be handled. And maybe if it's not, I'll I'll
0: have a head start on how
1: how to allow the Lord to heal the next layer of that onion.
0: I'm really glad that you shared that because also it makes women like me going, okay, she's normal. And And then it makes me go, Okay, when we share the things that we're insecure about, we have sh- it, it, it does, you're right, it takes the power away and it makes you so much more relatable. We all get afraid of going to certain events or going to things and feeling like everybody's looking at us and what if I don't win and the camera's on me? Am I going to have to have that weird face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It
1: just reminds you that you're not alone yeah. and that there are, you know, in scripture when it says that Jesus has felt everything that we felt, I think it's important to remember that there's such a vast array of emotions that we all feel, but we're too scared to talk about. But when we talk about it, it brings freedom. And when you bring something to the light, there's no secrecy. There's no, you you can't be bound by it anymore. It's like, it just shatters the shackles. I mean, like Mm -hmm. when you bring something to the light and, and shine God's light on it, it, it fixes everything. Like I said, I might have another episode of feeling insecure of, of not getting picked or not being known, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the thing that hurt me about that Red Rover situation is that they were kids that I really wanted to be friends with. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't know me well enough or anything to, to, to call my name or whatever like okay. that was so hurt, so hurtful to a little kid and so um we all are just little kids inside trying to figure it all out <laughs>
0: right. i know what that's like you know here we're doing this podcast during this conference for christian music broadcasters and all these radio stations and i walk in and there's this big my big head is on this poster yeah. and i was like well, oh you can see your- and then every and i was like oh, do i look like that everyone's gonna be looking at that thing and then they're gonna know me and then walking around but which is the point to talk about the podcast and the show and all of those things and i i had a very similar feeling going oh, and people were like are you gonna take a picture by your sign i'm like no that <laughs> seems really weird why would i do that I'm like i'm avoiding standing yeah. by it yeah. so um I really appreciate your vulnerability. It's extremely powerful. So if you could leave our podcast, our listeners, with one last call to decide to take away the power of fear. To choose to live a strong and courageous life, to Joyce Meyer it, and to do it scared. If you could give them just like a rallying cry, you can do this because remember, you're not doing it alone. What would you say to that woman is going, I don't know. You don't know what I'm dealing with right now. Could you give her one final message? You know, David
1: says in the Psalms, you, O Lord, are the lifter of my head. I think far too often we rely on ourselves to be the lifter of our head, we think we have to do it all on our own. And that's just not true. Like, God wants to meet you in that place where you are. He wants you to go back to school, to step out in faith, to to not worry about kids going to their their dad's house you know like God wants that freedom for you even more than you want it and so I think knowing that God is the lifter of your head it's not all up to you but also there are some things that are really tough about digging deeper especially when it comes to trauma sexual abuse and things of the like it is very difficult sometimes to go there but it's worth it I'll just say that again. It's totally worth it. The freedom that you experience on the other side is worth every second and every ounce of pain. Because sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. And that's not always a bad thing. And so just means that stuff's coming up and stuff's getting brought to the surface to be healed. And so you, oh Lord are the lifter of our heads
0: isn't she the best taking power away from your fears hey, if you want that book it's called Boundless by Tasha Layton you can get it on Amazon her website Tasha her music I love her latest single look what you've done it's nearing number one on the charts check her out on Spotify wherever you like to listen and please be a hero to a friend and share this episode with them if they're struggling to conquer fear fear in their life. I think this could help a lot of people. Just copy the link and paste it in a text to them. And you know, if I could ask a favor of you, um, if you could be my personal hero, could you leave a review and rate this podcast? If you love it, I would love to know. If I could make it better, I would love to know. Every week now, I'm going to give a shout out to a fellow brave babe that's listening and comments. I got this note from Sonia Wins. That's her avatar. She says, the podcast's so good. Encouraging, uplifting, authentic. Just listen to the first podcast I'm so encouraged I really appreciate her authenticity and vulnerability I can't wait to hear more hey Sonia thank you so much I can't wait to give you more thank you if you could just leave a review and a comment you give you the next one I highlight thank you so much for sharing your time with me and being a part of this community I love my brave babes if you're not one yet sign up at getyourbraveon.info I'll send you all kinds of helpful information on how to live a strong and courageous life including a free download of my Brave Planner. It's a sheet that will help you walk through every single morning, starting your day with prayer and meditation and making a brave plan for your life, and another calendar planner to help you get everything organized and do one brave thing a day. Again, just sign up to get it for free at GetYourBraveOn.info. And I want to take just a second, too, to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to LifeAudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-based podcasts. In their network they've got shows about prayer bible study parenting and more thanks for joining me get your brave on have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings if so you're not alone Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review. That helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to Amanda at org, and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life. Like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly, always deleted your message. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was as if God was drawing me to really take a look at it, and I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time and wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You are my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So Just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.